there, Eclectors. Welcome back to episode 56. Today we're talking about phobias. So things that make you uncomfortable, things that you have a fear of. Phobia, by definition, are things that you have a fear of. And we thought we would talk about all the different crazy things that make people very unsettled, even though they're kind of standard stuff in many cases. And I can proudly say that I am not really uh, on this list too much, but a couple things. We're going to start backwards. So number 10 is aquaphobia. It's a fear of water. I love water. So obviously since I'm part shark, it doesn't bother me, but people that are afraid of, of water going over water, in water, you know, just boating in general, or just being in the water swimming, it's terrifying to them. So aquaphobia. Nine would be the opposite element, pyrophobia, fear of fire. I get this one a little bit more because crisping to death seems like a horrible way to go. Although drowning, obviously not a comfortable thing either, but the wise man would say neither if you were presented with a choice. So pyrophobia, interesting because this could also prohibit you from like lighting a match or going your birthday cakes or basic things that are just, uh, I'll say straw man syndrome or like Frankenstein. It's just always meant to be like a deterrent. So you might not even want a wood stove in your home, or you might not want a uh, fireplace or go near a fire pit or go to a bonfire or something like that, which are kind of cultural things that can happen, especially around uh, Northeast time in the fall. So that might make you uncomfortable. It, just something simple like making s'mores could turn into a fearful event. So maybe not your thing. Um, on our list, eight is cauldrophobia, which is a fear of clowns. Now, I hate clowns, so I'm down with this one. Clowns bother me. Maybe it's from watching Stephen King's It back in the day and the remake. But clowns, it's a shame they get a bad rap because they're meant to be smiley and happy, especially for kids and such. But I never liked it. I think it was always just a combination between Poltergeist and It. There's always that creepy clown that's like head spins around and has the eyes that go up and down and it kind of smiles at you like too funny to me. I don't like it. It's not my thing. But clowns can also be evil clowns, or they could be deceptively nice looking, but not really clowns. So it's like ulterior motives with clowns, but I get that. That's, that's kind of a biggie. And they've also taken clowns and put them into the scary place on purpose to kind of mess with your head. So it's like something innocent from childhood that gets in the horror genre and that can really mess with you. So I understand that. Whereas like water and fire, it's just an element. It is, there's no, nothing about it. You know, it's just the way it is. It's not like it's got a mind of its own. Although Firestarter would probably agree differently. Um, glassophobia is a fear of public speaking. I definitely don't have this, but I know so many people who do. And it's funny because as a teacher, I have friends that hate talking like at parent night or addressing a crowd. And I'm like, yo, how is that possible? You're a teacher. You talk to kids all day. And they're like, no, it's different. You know, it's your class. I, I, I don't know. I, I guess um, I joke about the Brady Bunch and they just say, I know, pretend everybody's in your underwear and look over their head is like always the, uh, the way to get around that. But I imagine if you do have a problem just speaking to people as a whole, I, I don't know where the cutoff point is. Is it more than two? Is it more than three? Does it have to be a room full of them? Is it an auditorium? Like at what point does that become scary? Is it the size and the shape of the venue or the amount of people or what you have to say? Like where exactly does that fear kick in? I'm curious about that because that's something that um, I think if you're talking to a group, you're talking to a group, whether it's three, five, 30, 300 or 3000. But um, yeah, I, I get that. I get a lot of people not wanting to read out loud or speak in public. I just, um, not my thing. Never something I had to worry about, but uh, I am fascinated by it. Uh, six on our list is, uh, trypanophobia, which is a fear of shots and needles. I'm not a fan. I mean, I'll do what I have to do, but I'm not a big fan of getting stabbed. I guess it's that whole piercing of the skin thing. Cause it is invasive. So 
I get this because it's physical and it's obviously a response, but there are some people that need to be like sedated because they won't sit still for any kind of shot or anything like that. And if they are in a hospital situation and it is life or death, obviously that can pose lots of problems. But I don't hear people uh, saying they like it too much, but not necessarily in fear of it as much. So it's there, but it's not as um, horrific as, as I've seen with others. Uh, number five on our list is astrophobia, which is a fear of thunder and lightning. My dog definitely has this. Um, I love thunder and lightning. I've always, I guess because I'm loud, so I've always been uh, near noise and enjoy noise. But um, thunder and lightning can definitely make little kids scared. Uh, it makes a lot of adults scared. Unfortunately, it's a trigger for PTSD. Pets, I think, know and sense the uh, storm or the, the climate and sometimes the um, atmosphere can change or you get that uh, barometer kind of effect. And I think that they just get unsettled because they know that some sort of natural disaster is coming, even if it's just a rainstorm and they react to that. So it's sort of like little hairs in the back of your neck go up. Um, I love it. I love watching thunder and lightning. I think well, I guess you watch lightning, not thunder, but first you see it, then you hear it, I guess, because they told me angels were bowling when I was a kid and it was good times, but um, didn't bother me. Uh, but a lot of people get very nervous about thunder and lightning and the noise itself can be irritating, I suppose. Fireworks, I imagine too. Same thing. Like I said, with my pet, I put a little thunder shirt on her and, uh, poor Mindy, she's like in a corner. <laughs> um, number four, uh, aerophobia, fear of flying. So obviously you can't do this one by yourself. You need the help of a plane, but I can't imagine these people are signing up to go hang gliding or any kind of power sailing either. So flying doesn't bother me. I mean, they say it's the safest form of travel. Who knows? I don't really look into statistics before I go do things. If, uh, you know, there was a second Titanic, I'd be signing up to be on it just because I think it's all cool. But people have called me crazy for that too. But as far as it goes with uh, flying, it's, I guess it's the falling factor that makes people uncomfortable because you kind of looks like you just got thrown up there by the jet engine fuel and pure luck keeps you in the sky. My pilot buddy always tells me, you would not fly as much as you do or be as comfortable with it if you saw a lot of the behind the scenes and some of the repairs and some of the pockets in the way that you just kind of drop in the air by hitting an air pocket. So he's probably right, but uh, what I don't know doesn't hurt me. So they call it 10,000 mile hour tape for a reason. It's basically duct taped when there's cracks in the wings. And I found that one out and never let go of that, but that's okay. I look for that duct tape because if the duct tape's there, then they know the crack is there and then they'll fix the plane. Uh, three, acrophobia, fear of heights, kind of a play on the word acrobat. So obviously you would not be one if you're not good with heights. I think that kind of goes hand in hand with flying, although I imagine you wouldn't be in a plane in a high, uh, you know, uh, altitude if you were interested in, in not falling. But on the other hand, it could be that you feel safe in the plane. I guess if, you know, they don't necessarily go hand in hand, but heights in general, um, again, doesn't really bother me. I kind of enjoy them, but it's not going to be your thing if you're maybe going into different, uh, amusement parks or, you know, climbing up on the tower of terror is not going to be your, your jam. I think that, um, with heights, could be also like ladders and things, just basic small heights too. It doesn't have to be some huge tower like the Eiffel Tower or top of the Empire State Building. It could be a simple height, just not having your feet on the ground makes people nervous. Um, number two, I'm not a fan of these, but again, I don't know if I call it a phobia. Phidiophobia is a fear of snakes. I am not a snakey fan, um, and I don't ever really want to be near one, and I can't say I've been in close proximity too often, but... Um, more for the poisonous factor than I'm just not a fan of snakes. But yeah, it's a terrifying phobia to a lot of people, certainly with rattlesnakes and diamondbacks and uh, cobras and things that can actually hurt you immediately. 
uh, versus a little like garter snake or something like that. But still, just seeing them can unnerve people. And then our number one fear is actually arachnophobia, fear of spiders. And it's interesting because, again, not a fair fan of the eight-legged sort, but um, they say that spiders don't have ears. So it's interesting if you go near a spider, it might run away, but it doesn't necessarily hear you coming because supposedly they don't have ears. I don't know. I haven't talked to a spider to find that out, but I also hear that you're never less than six feet from a spider. That bothers me. And despite the fact that they eat other bugs, which I'm cool with that, I just don't like that there's so many of them around and they move in and trash the place. You know, they're like the bug that leaves funk behind. Like, thank you for your service. They put up all their uh, little spider webs and cobwebs. I'm not a fan. I get that they're trying to trap other things, but uh, stop trashing my house. And more importantly, there's so many different types and scary spiders that I guess because they can get away faster with the legs. I'm just, I'm just not a fan. If it's got more legs than I do, I just, I really don't, other than my dog want it in uh, the house. And they just, come out of nowhere all the time. I don't want to even think about when they said that you swallow X amount of spiders in your life. I've heard that's true. I've heard it's not. I don't want to think about it. And, you know, you wake up and you have a weird taste in your mouth sometimes. Oh, man, I just hope it wasn't ingesting a spider because that's disgusting. But um, I had done, when I was getting my psych degree, I did a uh, I did a fear study for my senior project. And at that time, which was, you know, over 25 years ago at this point, spiders was the number one fear at that time too, which I thought was very interesting considering some of the other fears, but uh, spiders ranked number one. So on the fear list, I guess it's consistent over time. So if you're afraid of any of these things, I'm sorry, stay away from them. And uh, if you just don't like them, well, stay away from them anyway. But there's just a little list of fun stuff that may or may not bother you, but um, beware of clowns. That's, that's my advice, especially with the spooky season coming up. If you liked what you heard today, then check us out on eclecticcollectionpodcast.com or listen to us on your preferred platform. I'm Terry Tanaglia. Thanks for listening.